Now you want a trademark it because, see, a trademark is a source identifier for a consumer to relay back where the product or service come from. You are so good at this. <laughs> Golly. I'm, I'm going to hire you. You do? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll talk through it. Because, <laughs> like, I, I feel like I'm out here naked without you. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shands. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast where we find dope people that did dope stuff and today is no different. First off, we just had a dope conversation before we started recording. It's just so cultured, like just kind of knowing where you came from. And I want to know, I want to, I need to start digging up my history because you're getting me, um, I don't know where I came from. But I still don't know either. Even though I know like my family is from Arkansas, my dad's family is from Mississippi, I still don't really know. Is that like I want to know what part of you Africa. just told me your, your great grandma had a whole house <laughs> or a brothel? Possibly, yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, we know that, but that's far back as Arkansas. I want to go even further back, mm-hmm. right? Because I know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe my family was originally from here. I don't know. Or maybe they were originally from Africa. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I want to go back a little. But that's to that point, that's all I know. So I want to go back. Yeah, further. but like the stories where you like your your grandfather would go to the market, get a whole cow and yeah. feed all the kids. I just thought that was absolutely yeah. amazing. But yeah. we're, not, we're not here for our family history. Rosanna, <laughs> what's happening? Nothing much. Nothing much. How you doing today? I am amazing. I'm blessed. I'm excited. Um, you know what I love about this podcast is I get to get uh, people to give me all the information. Okay. Awesome. And I'm about to steal some information. Right? I'm about to pick your brain but it's, on it's, the podcast. It's okay, because I love to educate. Yes. 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 That's awesome. So, Rosina, you are an attorney. What area of law? Trademark law. So, we trademark only practice law. trademark law. Only? Only. So, I was... I'm the biz lawyer on yeah. Instagram. I used to practice um, business formation law, mm-hmm. contract law, and trademark law. But I found myself gravitating more to trademarks more than anything. Plus, I have a um, certificate in intellectual property law. So I just love that industry. Hold on. I don't, I don't know what all that... You said You said contract law, start a business law, uh-huh. intellectual it's, property law. Explain. So business formation, like... Are you going to be an LLC or a corporation? You know, basically forming your entity, right? And then contract law, you want to enter into contracts with any business relationship. You don't want to just go by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And then intellectual property, right? There's four different forms of intellectual property, right? And I represent entertainers and entrepreneurs. And I say, at the least, we all should know the four different types and how to use them, right? So we have copyright law, we have patent law, we have trademark law, and we have trade secrets. Copyright, patent, trademark, and trade secrets? Secrets. Yep. Let's start with trade secrets. You do? Let's start with copyright. Okay, let's start with trade secrets. That's your show. (laughs) (laughs) So so trade secrets. So trade secrets is as long as you can keep it a secret, you can make money from it, and you take a reasonable measure to protect that Secret under the law, it's considered a trade secret. And it's I don't protected. understand. I don't understand. So, for instance, example. Coca-Cola recipe, mm-hmm. yep. right? The formula of Coca-Cola, 
that's protected under trade secret law. Like we're in Atlanta, right? Have you ever been to the Coca-Cola Museum? I haven't. You should go. So they make like a big deal about how like the formula is like this big secret and nobody know. And they actually have like this vault. It's like 10 tons of steel and all of this where they keep the formula in it. And so they take reasonable measures to protect that secret because that formula been around since the 1800s. And they mm. make a lot of money off of that Coca-Cola formula. So also like KFC chicken recipe, if people are like creating their own products and things like that, and you're formulating things, you want to protect it under trade secret law because it's the only law you don't have to register with the government. Because everything we register with the government is public record and we need to keep it a secret. Okay, so everything we create, uh, we don't have to... So. So we will go tell the lawyer our secret? Not necessarily. You don't necessarily have to tell the lawyer. You don't have to really tell anybody. Your, the, the one time you probably get into the point where you got to tell somebody the secret, say, for instance, if you're going to mass produce and now you're manufacturing their product, right? Mm-hmm. And so what will possibly happen is now whoever you're going to work with to get that done, you want them to sign off on proper documents like non-disclosure agreements right. to make sure they don't disclose that secret. You also want to make sure, like, so if the, the Coca-Cola formula was ever to get out, like, that's an undoable harm, right? right. Like, that will hurt Coca-Cola, right? So it's like you want to make sure that they have protections in place to make sure that this formula is being kept a secret. So how how do you protect that? Well, maybe my question is, how do you protect? But so let's say, for instance, I have a secret. Mm -hmm. How do I protect the secret under a trademark law? So let's say I you know the secret. Mm -hmm. Our secret is protected between us two. But you go tell somebody the secret then I will possibly be engaging in a crime, right? So there- That's a crime. It's a crime. Because if you sign off on an agreement, so there was a case where some Coca-Cola employees got fired and they called Pepsi and was like, hey, we got the Coca-Cola secret, the formula, you guys want to know about it. Pepsi did the right thing. They called the FBI. And the FBI got involved and they were charged with misappropriating the trade secret and um, unfair competition of a business. Unfair competition of a business. Golly, that's what I was going to ask. Because there's somebody like, they 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 whipping it up. You know what right. I mean? So they know the secret, but they signed the NDA. Mm-hmm. If you break it, here's the thing. Depending on how severe the crime is, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, are you just going to find me? Are you going to send me to jail for a year? Right. Or but pay I, a fine and things like that. Yeah. And maybe but ruin your life. But I... She I, might I, give me $100 million for the... So the thing is, right, I so... Pepsi, I'm going to Mountain Dew. I don't know if it's the same company, but <laughs> I'm going to the company. I think like, hey, Mountain man. Dew is Pepsi, it actually. Might be. Yeah, but so <sighs> I would, you know, that's why sometimes formulas are given in parts mm-hmm. and not in whole. Oh, like this person knows a part, this person knows a part, and y'all just do your job to right. create. exactly. Got but you never get it. the whole part of it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, so, okay. Trade secret. That was trade secrets. Uh-huh. We also have trademark. Uh-huh. Law. Uh-huh. Go through that one. Okay, that's the one we're going to talk about. Let's, oh, okay, we'll make that one last. Right, right, right. Let's talk about patents. Patents, yes. Okay, so a patent is a set of rights granted to an inventor by, inventor by the government. So a lot of people think they want to patent things, but you probably want to 
actually protected under trade secret law if it qualifies as a trade secret because a secret will last, a trade secret will be protected as long as it's a secret. Like Coca-Cola's been around since 18, mm. things like that, right? But as far as a patent, a patent only lasts 20 years, right? If it's a utility patent. 14 to 15 years if it's a design patent. Right. So mm. the reason why the government does that, though, they put a durational period of time on a patent is because they want to um, they want to facilitate in innovation creations in our society. That right. So we don't want somebody to hold a patent on something for 100 years. And then now we just got that same old car that yeah. used to be, you know, those cars that that ain't what cars are today, sure. basically. So, yeah. OK. OK. So that's patent for like my inventors and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And then we have what's the other one? Copyright. Copyright. I know that one. Uh-huh. That's like a literary work. So a copyright is actually any creative expression fixed into a tangible medium. Right? Yeah, you know, like it sounds like you know like the whole vocabulary word and the definition. God, you do this. this. I do this. Yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Give it to me so, again. What is it? A creative expression fixed into a tangible medium. So one thing entrepreneurs don't know, and I always say an educated entrepreneur is a successful entrepreneur, right? And so a lot of us don't know that our logo is considered protected under copyrights, right? And so why is that important? It's because we go, we hire graphic designers to create our logo for Mm -hmm. us, right? And under the law, the creator is actually the copyright owner. Right. Right. But a lot of us don't know that. And in order to get so, and here's the thing, big companies like Disney, they're not going to have all those animators creating all those animations and Disney don't own the copyrights to them. Right. Because they got to invest the millions of dollars to push the product to the market, right? Mm. Or the works to the market. So as entrepreneurs, when we hire our graphic designers to create our logos for us, we want to make sure that they're transferring those rights to us. Here's why. Because a copyright lasts 70 years plus the life of the author, right? So even if my best friend was my graphic designer mm. and created my logo, and she's like, girl, you can do whatever you want to do with it. God forbid she dies. If her estate wants to go back and collect all the royalties from her works, they have the right to do so. What? So I don't want, you know, something that I've been investing dollars into. Now I got to pay lo- um, royalties on it, right? Just recently... Not recently, 2015, Nike was sued by a photographer who took a photograph of Jordan when he was at UNC, mm-hmm. right? When he was, you know, Offlin Michael, you know, he was Jordan, but he wasn't Jordan yet, right? right? right. And so he took a photograph of him in like 84. Wow, I was two. Okay, he took <laughs> a photo of him, right? And, um, he somehow there was a license deal for Nike to use the photograph um, in the Nike commercials once he did the endorsement deal with Nike, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in 2015, now I told you this photo was created in 1984. Right. In 2015, he sued Nike for back payment royalties for the Jumpman logo. <sighs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That logo right there in your shoe. How much? You know that logo made $2.8 billion the year before. He So he claimed that his photograph was the derivative work from the logo, right? So what the court held was that 
actually, okay, under copyright law, it has to be substantially similar. In a photograph, Jordan's arm is not that straight as it is in a logo. His legs is not as straight as, as well. But it's a clip, you know, For sure. it's arguable, right? Yeah. Like, you know which photograph I'm yeah. talking about, right? Right, 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 right. right? <laughs> right, right, so, right, right. so, but think about it. Over 30 years later, he filed a lawsuit and Nike had to defend that lawsuit. Did he win? He did not. But here's the thing, though. They had to pay money, right? So as entrepreneurs... Hold on. They had Nike did pay him out. No. They had to pay their lawyers to fight this lawsuit, right? And then after he lost, he actually um, appealed to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court um, denied to hear the case. But that's money you got to pay for something that happened over 30 years ago. So as entrepreneurs, we want to make sure that we get a work-for-hire agreement Mm -hmm where we are getting those rights transferred to us up front so that we don't engage or have to deal with these situations later. And the work for hire just means I'm paying you to do this work and, you, and I own the rights to the it. The rights to it. Yep. Kind and it has to be in writing. Or typed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Um, wow, I got some calls I need to make. <laughs> Like, people who, like, did some work for me. Yeah. And it's important because not even sometimes a lot of graphic designers know about it, right? If they're not academically trained and things like that, they don't even know that they actually have these rights, right? right? But, like, if something happens to them and a savvy lawyer like me come in, right, and I'm representing their estate, I'm like, where the money at? Let's go collect the money, you know? Mm, oh, I see this. You this. one of them. No, I'm not you, one of yes, them. Yes, you are. I'm, well, I mean, if, you, if you're I my mean, lawyer, I want you to be one of them. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> I might have to be. Right. But at the same time, I like, so I come from the west side of Chicago, right? I'm from an impoverished area, mm. right? My dad wanted me to be a criminal lawyer, but I felt I can make more impact by representing and serving the underserved yeah. to create financial and economic impact mm-hmm. versus, so that way, you know, We don't have to go to jail because people like us police our communities and things like that. So I just like to educate people because what we don't know, we don't know, right? But ignorance is not a defense of the law. So Mm. I just want you to know. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. So somebody does a logo for me Mm -hmm. and it lasts 70 years? 70 years plus the life of the author. 70 years plus the life of the author. So Mm -hmm. 70 years. So the 70 years start running after they decease. After seventy years plus the life of the author. Hold on. So if the person Die. doesn't die for fifty years, right. it's seventy years past the fifty. Right. Exactly. Golly. You know who you got to thank for that? Who? Disney. Because big corporations make money and they pay lobbyists to change the laws. Under copyright law, it used to be thirty-five years, and then Mickey Mouse was approaching his thirty-fifth birthday. He was going to fall into the public domain. So they petitioned to get the law changed. And it was 70 years. And then Mickey was about to approach his 70th birthday. And then they petitioned to get the law changed again. So now it's 70 years plus the life of Goodness gracious. All right. So, and I just just want to ask you. So, someone created a logo for me, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say 20 years ago. And they come back and say, hey, yes, you paid me for the logo, but we ain't had no agreement. I still own it. Yeah. I want to sue you mm-hmm. for all the money you've made with this logo. Mm-hmm. 
They can do that? So there is no statute of limitations on intellectual property, right? But what our argument would be to your defense is, why didn't they say something in the beginning? Or why didn't they try to collect royalties, you know, a while ago, right? That's going to be one of our defenses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think with Nike and the, and the Jordan case, they, they went to the heart of, is it substantially similar, mm-hmm. right? And because it was a photograph. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Versus a logo. Yeah. I think in our case, um, the better defense will be um, a lack of acquiescence like they consented by default because they never did anything in the first place i see so mm-hmm. so nobody so the person who like created my logo 20 years ago they can't just say you know what i'm on hard times look like that person's doing well let me go attack that they can they can but it's not strong. i mean i mean it's something we have to fight up against now right because anybody pretty much can file a lawsuit right mm-hmm. Um, we don't want people filing frivolous claims and things like that. And if this person is saying, well, you know, I have these rights all of my life, plus 70 years, let me go collect. That's an argument that we got to defend against now. This is the scariest conversation I've had all year. Really? And see, that's the thing. Um, people think, like, I tell them to get their intellectual property <clears throat> protected just because I like saying it because I'm a trademark lawyer. But it's very, very important. Like most of the people, like Rihanna was just deemed a billionaire by Forbes. Why? Because she owns her intellectual property. Yeah. Right? Like most people who have a high net worth, they either own intellectual (laughs) property or real estate. Right? So intellectual property is a huge thing. Right? Like the trademark for Amazon, Apple, you know, Google, are in the, and their valuation right. is in billions of dollars. So meaning like if the president of Apple came and said, you know what, David and Rosina, you all can have the trademark. You own it. In that instant, we're billionaires. Just mm. the trademark alone. Mm. 
right? Goodness gracious. Yeah. It's just, it's scary for me because I've had some people do a bunch of work for me. Yeah. In the past. And I'll pay them, but I don't have no agreement. So mm-hmm. what do I do? Do I call, like, the design? Like, let's say a designer did a bunch of stuff for me. Do mm-hmm. I say, hey, I need a coverall. Like, I need an agreement that says, any work you've done for me, I own. You can do that. And I would say, as best practices, attach a scope of work and actually list all of those things. There's so Just many, Just to though. be clear. Yeah. And I don't want to get too into it right now on camera, but... No, we shouldn't. <laughs> I'm nervous. You are? And and the thing is, I don't try to scare people, Especially, right? like, think about somebody got a t-shirt brand or a clothing brand. Like, mm. I've paid some... You got... So who made your logo, Joe? Your homegirl. Right. Yeah. And the way you said it means you don't got no agreement. Nothing besides the email. Say, hey, can you make yeah. this for me? Can you make yeah. this? How much? All right, I'll pay you. That feel. It seems like that should be enough. But yeah. like, that's the agreement. And, and you know, I can tell you, like, the reasoning behind it, right? So you know who Sonny, Sonny Bobo was? Sheriff's husband? Yes. Right? So when he uh, went into legislator, he became... Um, he was a politician. I don't remember if he was a senator or um, a, a House representative. But what happened was he 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 came from the music business, right? And he's seen how a lot of artists were being taken for mm-hmm. granted because they didn't own their works, yeah. their copyrightable works, right? So the the law stems from the music industry, but they kind of messed up when they did like a catch-all for all copyright works. They messed up? In a way, because it's like, when you pay somebody to do something for you, it is the intention that you own it, right? right exactly. But the law doesn't address that. It says, as all copyright works, the creator is the owner of it, right? Just like a photograph. I had a client who, she's she's she, she does amazing work. She's in a medical profession. She goes out on missionary and does missionary things, right? She did a photo shoot some time ago or whatever. And so when she was out on her missionary work, Oprah Magazine called her and was like, we like to feature you on this in the magazine for all the great work you're doing. And she um, she was like, okay, well, I'm, you know, she was in some, you know, third world country at the time. And she was like, I, I can just send you the photos that I got, right? She sent the photos in. They ran the story, printed the magazine. And the photographer was upset because the photographer didn't get credit. Right. Rightfully, possibly so. But she wanted her to take all the photos out because she's the owner of the photos. Oprah. Right. And how do you go back to Oprah and be like, I don't I can't use those photos because my photographer is upset. Right. Like the situation was kind of worked out, but it was just like that can possibly happen because the photographer is the owner of that photograph. Because it's a copy. It's protected under copyright protection. All right, this is a real thing, right? So we're on this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And Joe, I'll fight you, bro. Look, (laughs) he he actually hits the record button. Uh huh. So technically, so wait, wait, wait. You mean tell me I I own this podcast? I'll fight you, bro. (laughs) I will fight you right now. But so technically, he owns this video. Well, because we are sitting here and we're part of that creation too, right? 
we are part of that creation as well. So you will still be honored because you're cre- you're part you're contributing to the content. You're contributing to it. Mm. You're creating the content as well, right? But if it's so, for instance, um, I'm so scared. I know no, it's, I it's crazy. <laughs> oh my god! But it's crazy because have you heard about lawsuits where J Lo or um, Khloe Kardashian was being sued for reposting a picture of themselves on Instagram by the photographer who took the picture? No, like it happens. And but see that the court never gets to litigate them, right? Because it's like it, they really just want a check really quick, like mm-hmm. ten thousand or something, and and they pay just so they go away because they don't have time to get lawyers involved and all of that. I really think technology is moving faster than the law. Yeah, it always has, right? And it do need to be some redress on like these copyright works. But also too, I know it's some graphic designers and photographers kicking at me right now because they like, but that is our protection. Who protects us, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's important any relationship that we're entering into as business owners, right? We just have to solidify and write and what are the terms to them, right? And so... Some photographers are willing to sell you the rights to the photographs, but at a particular cost, right? At an additional cost of what they, um, you know, from what they actually just took the photographs from. And if if they're not willing to sell you the rights, also try to negotiate maybe possibly an exclusive royalty-free license to use it throughout the universe and beyond and wherever you want to. We got to say the universe now because people are going to space. It used to be throughout the world, <laughs> but we got to say the universe now. Oh, my gosh. I am sick We ain't right even now. talked no about idea. trademark shit. I know. I probably, we, got, we got a whole lot of time. <laughs> my thing is, you know how you hire a photographer for your event? Mm-hmm. So if you, have a photographer, if you have a photographer for your event, mm-hmm. you make them sign the agreement that says, I own these pictures. Yes. You okay, make them sign a work for hire. So we 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 send out like the agreement. You got the agreement. That, I have an agreement. Was it cool? Huh? I, I'm asking you. Like, oh, yes, said, you yes, yes. Okay. It was good. What does it say in it? Because I don't know. Honestly, you I didn't don't know. read it. I don't know. I don't even know who created it. Maybe rest in peace. I think Deanna might have put it together. Okay. Um, she did a good job. It's good. She did a good job. I was gonna push back a little bit, but I was like, no, nah, it's fine. What's in it that you wanna push back on? Um tell me was, later, because Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yo, this is And see, eye-opening. people run from lawyers. You're lit. You are. But y'all lit. should talk to me. Like, y'all should talk to us. Like, cause we we just wanna just like share all of this information with people. So you cause here's the thing, right? I always tell people you need to be proactive, not reactive, right? Mm-hmm. And I usually get people on a reactive side. Yeah, for sure. If I just had you on a proactive side, we wouldn't even be having these problems right now. We'll be celebrating and popping bottles because you're making money right now. Instead of spending. What does a retainer look like for you? Like just to have you on my team and everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. And maybe by the time somebody's watching this, the number has changed. But do do you have like a set situation for retainer clients? So I used to when I was representing. What was it? So what was it was $1,500 a month okay. to have me on retainer. And that was really low. Yeah. Really cheap, right? Yeah. But that's what I used to do. <laughs> I mean, I was like, yeah. But now, um, so how I structure my firm, um, I actually have, I think it's 15 of us that work together, right? Mm. I have, and it's so crazy because I, in 2018, 
before the new year came in, I said, you know what? I just got to cut away the contracts and the business law. I used to represent entertainers too. Mm. And so I used to be really frustrated because I like to represent entrepreneurs and bosses, right? Mm. And dealing in the music industry, um, I like to work with clients that like, you know, just like being, like Master P is like my ideal client mm. or Michael Jackson because they understand the principles of ownership, mm. Prince, right? Um I love what Yo Gotti is doing. Like, they understand the principles of ownership. Like, you're not going to own me. Either you're going to partner with me or we just, we, we can't do the deal, right? Um, and so, you have clients that say they, they, they're they on that, but then when a contract come and they offer an advance money, they just ready to sign. And I'm like, no, we got to push back a little bit. So, I, I said in 2019, I said, you know what? I'm going to just focus on trademark law because it'll be easier from a business perspective, to grow and scale this business, right? Mm-hmm. And I was hesitant at first because I was like, I'm going to lose all this money on a contract and entertainment side. But what's crazy is I actually tripled my revenue in two years afterwards. Wow. So I have a team. We first started out all Black females because I graduated from law, uh, law school with three kids, you know? Really? Yeah, really. Oh, wow. <laughs> really. Um, my How? Baby, I know some people, like, law school itself is yeah, tough. It, yeah, you know what? Um, I just had, it was something that I just really wanted. My parents never forced me. Like, where I'm from, like, if you graduate with a high school diploma, you did good. Mm-hmm. Like, go get your state job and, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, do what you got to do. But I just knew I wanted to be a lawyer since I was a little girl. And I just used to look at my kids like they didn't ask to be here. So how can I provide something different for them, right? And um, at the time, my son was 11. Um, my daughter was seven. And I just had a baby. Mm-hmm. And she was she was three months when I started studying for the bar, five months when I took the bar. And thank God I passed on the first time. Oh, wow. But um, so I created the firm for, but when I passed, right, um, in Illinois, you have to take what they call a professional responsibility course before you get sworn into the bar to accept your license. Mm -hmm. And I say, God, make no mistakes, because my plan was to go work for a big law firm and represent clients who wanted to protect their intellectual property. Mm -hmm. But as I was sitting waiting for two months to get my bar results to know if I passed or fail, um, I just realized like I enjoyed being present with my kids and seeing them come home from school because I was Mm -hmm. working and going to school since I was 14 years old. And so I'm like, wow, I, I. I kind of missed out on, you know, the bigger ones growing up. And so when I took that professional responsibility course, my professor, I say, God, make no mistakes because he actually taught lawyers how to start their own law firm. Oh, wow. And so I was telling him on break, like, my struggle, like, you know what? I want to be a lawyer. I've been wanting this all my life, but I also want to contribute and be a part of my kid's life and engage in motherhood. He was like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to do intellectual property law. I just got the certificate and law got straight A's in all of my intellectual property classes. And he was like, well, you know, you will go a long way serving the underserved. And I was like, no, I don't want to do criminal law. Like, I done been on 26 in California. That's in Chicago Mm -hmm. where the jail is at. I was like, I don't want to do that. Um, I was like, I done been around that all my life. Like, all the men in my family have been arrested. I I want to do something different. And he was like, no, you will go a long way serving the underserved. He said, who's underserved in that community? And I said, small business owners? 
And he said, yeah, you'll mm. go a long way serving them. So we started the law practice and I started with all black females. Okay. And they were mostly mothers who were able to, because the firm is virtual. So mm. we're, you know, we're working from home. Some are in Chicago, some here in Atlanta, wow. some in Florida. Um, we have made our first diversity hire. Um, okay. It's about 17 of us now. We hired um, a she male. Well, it's a guy, okay. actually, because be the it. girls was, you know what? He actually is. Um, it's a guy. Um, he's a Hispanic male. And uh, because the girls was like, we just need some testosterone around here. <laughs> like, y'all, we love y'all, but we need like a male's perspective. Right, right. And it, it was like maybe five years in. And I was like, yeah, it's time to make that decision. And actually, he came in hitting the ground running to the point the government called me, the USPTO, the trademark office called me and was like, I have never seen a brief. The examiner was like, I've never seen a brief written like this in 30 years. Wow. And she first sent the email and then she called and she said, I need to speak to Rosina. You're the owner, right? And I was like, yes, I just need you to know the asset you have on your team. Really? So it was a blessing like to, to make that shift because we were always known for being all black female, but mm. it was good to have that. And we do have another diversity hire who's a female now. So, yeah. Black, white, Spanish? I she's mean, she's white, Spanish. Asian, actually. Asian? Yeah. So we you, all still minorities. You're not going white? I mean, I will... <laughs> you know what? It's so crazy. I was complaining to my makeup artist about something today, and she just said, "You know what? You need a white person." <laughs> and I was like, "Damn!" But I'm trying to build this business model, and I'm like, "Why can't it just be us in this?" You know, because I've been to a law firm. You know, I worked at law firms where it's just all white male lawyers. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, yeah. and it's like, but. And then, too, I'm open to it because the person who inspired me to become a lawyer was an Italian man, my mm. godfather, you know, a, a white lawyer. You know what I'm saying? He probably wouldn't say he's white, but he is Italian, <laughs> you know, and he he inspired me to become a lawyer. So I'm, I'm open to it gotcha. now as a business owner mm. and things like what I'm seeing for the future of the firm. I'm open to it. Gotcha. And I'm you open have, to it. So it was how many how many black women in your firm? So it is 15 of us, so 14. Golly, you got a picture? No. I just want to yeah, see what it you looks like. Yeah, you want to see what it looks like? I want to see what that looks like. Will you be curious, like, 15, 15 including you? It's 15 including me. Now, some of the people in this photo are missing because this was, I did a team retreat for my team to Jamaica. Mm. And some people didn't make it. Mm. For health reasons yeah, or for sure, coronavirus for sure. or passport issues. Let me see. This is like what the... This is the first thing that we look like. Beautiful. Oh, we look like. Yeah, y'all gotta see it. Can you, okay. Where the other they cut out the tree? Yeah, the it's kind of cut off. But I don't know why that was just randomly up there. But I'll show you the team now. The the that is a beautiful. But it was so crazy. We all said, attorneys. No, not all attorneys. So we have we have attorneys. Oh, I guess just staff. Period. Some are attorneys. Um, we have marketing and we have yeah. operations and paralegals. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so You're a boss. Oh, I appreciate You're that. A boss. This uh, this is honestly one of my favorite interviews. Like, oh wow! Like really. <laughs> First off, I'm I still can't stop thinking. Okay, what am I supposed to get Joe to sign? We gonna figure. We gonna figure. Okay. So this is now. the team now, right? And it's so crazy. We was at Invest Fest and we had the brochure. Oh wow! And one guy picked up and was like, "Y'all all work for him." Oh! <laughs> and he asked me, just oh, so man. happened. He's like, "Y'all all work for him." I was like, 
Actually, he works for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. How bad? Like, what? Excuse me? Yeah. Okay, let's... Okay, we got to get in the trademark. Okay, hold on real quick. What is he supposed to sign? Because... Oh, work for hire. It's too late. I own it now. <laughs> I'll fight you, <laughs> No, so, it's, it's some things we can... But yeah, a work for hire. So a, anybody that you're bringing on, right? Mm-hmm. As an entrepreneur, right? Whether they're an employee or a contractor. You got to lay those terms down in agreement, mm. what what they're doing, what they're here to serve. And then it's always got to be clear to everybody. When you come and create a work for under the Social Proof Podcast, Social Proof Podcast own that work, right? Mm. There is a big case um, against the guy um, who created, you know, the Bratz Dolls? The what? Bratz Dolls. You got, you got a daughter? Got yes, I do. Okay. She's 11 and now I have a five months old, six Okay. So Brett's is kind of like, so it was like, okay, so the guy who created the Brett's doll actually used to work for Mattel. Okay. Mattel is Barbie, yeah. right? And so when he left, um, he created the Brett's doll. Now the Brett's doll, you know what a Barbie look like, yeah. right? Brett's doll, they got like a big head, they got big eyes. They're they're, you know, they're cute dolls, but Barbie, Mattel tried to sue him. It looks similar. I want to see. No. No? I don't think so, no. But they're trying to sue? They tried to sue him and say that the Bratz dolls was owned by Mattel because he created it while he was working for Mattel. The court disagreed and he won the case, which I think rightfully so, right? But under these employment agreements, they're very important. Whether they're an employee or a contractor, that it's clear who is the owner of the works when they're created. Gotcha. Now, that was far off, right? Now, if he went and created Barbie dolls that look similar to Barbie... How you spell Brett? Oh, B-R- these? No, B-R. They cuter than that. B-R. <laughs> B-R. <laughs> A-T-T. Yeah. That ain't Brett's. That's Brett's. Brett's. You Chicago. Yeah, Did you say Brett's? I you said Brett's. Chicago. All right, so that's it? They yeah. got like big feet. Yeah, and big heads. You see, I ain't Barbie. It ain't Barbie, but I can see where Barbie would say, I that can see it. They should own it. Not that they should own it, but I can see in that situation. Because he work worked here. for Barbie, yeah. right? Yeah. He probably took some trade secrets. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> you're working right. for them now. <laughs> you're supposed to be serving the underside. You, you're right, you're right. So, what happened in this situation? Well, he won. He won the case. Um, And they said that. And here's another thing, right? We can't make our employment agreements too stringent, right? Where, like, you put in non-compete clauses that just ain't fair, right? Like saying, okay, he can't go work for another podcast company across the whole world for five years. Well, how is he supposed to feed his family at that point? You know what I'm saying? So that clause can be kicked out and things like that. So he won because they said it, it, it didn't look nothing like Barbie. Right, right. And he was able to prove he didn't work on the dolls at the time while he was on company time okay. at Mattel. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And that is protected under... So that that was... Copyright? That was really just like an employment agreement situation. Gotcha, okay, I got you. Right, right. And you. they were trying to say because he was under a work for hire... They own those things, too. Gotcha. But that okay. was not within the scope of his work. I feel that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into this trademark law, because this is what you do yes. day in, day out. Yes. So I have some logos and stuff that I create. What are some things that need to be in this agreement 
that I send to my graphic designer before we even start. So, okay, so the logo, right? That's a copyright situation, right? Logo is copyright. It's trademark. No, so you could trademark a logo, right? But you also own the copyrights under the design aesthetic of the yes. logo. Yes, so the copyright is the thing where they own it seven years past their death. Right, and that's the design of it. The design of it. So I need to tell them that I own the copyright. Yes. I own the design after you make it. Exactly. Cool. Right. And okay. then if you're going to attach it to a product or service, now you want to trademark it. Because see, a trademark is a source identifier for a consumer to relay back where the product or service come from. You are so good at this. <laughs> Golly. I'm, I want to hire you. You do? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll talk through it. Because, <laughs> like, I, I feel like I'm out here naked without you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, going into business, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I can say and can't say. I think somebody told me that, because I always call people my partner, right? Mm-hmm. Joe. Well, I can't say it now. Right. I, I'm owner. This guy, right, <laughs> is my partner. But somebody was telling me that you can't call people your partner because they'll be able to legally make decisions on your behalf if yes. you call me a partner. And in some states, a partnership is formed without a legal documentation or you file an entity. If you all decide to go make money together, y'all under the law are partners. Let me give you this example off of what another attorney told me. Mm-hmm. So me and a guy, we put our money in this account. We so we created this business, this uh, bank account. Yeah. And... He decided that he couldn't be a part of the business anymore, mm-hmm. which is cool. Still my guy. He decided he couldn't be a part of the business anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, he took his money out. Mm-hmm. And the attorney told me that I don't have to like create no new paperwork because him taking his money out releases him from the business. Is that correct? Or releases him from the agreement? It's possible how the court decided, right? So just to cover you, right? I will I will feel comfortable with having something in writing saying that was his actual intention mm-hmm. and he wants to be released from the business, right? Because that act, he can say, well, that was me trying to figure out another way for us to go invest into something else together. And we still in this together, yeah. you know? So we, we want people to um, memorialize their intentions in writing. We don't want to guess, right? Because... When we guess, that leaves room for interpretation for the court and lawyers for sure. to make arguments upon. Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So... It's about that time. We put together a Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay, so... Check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is um, the support. 
What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal court is appreciated okay thank you so much now back to the episode Whew, i feel naked i feel, I feel naked. so naked out here i don't like this because it and I'm sure some other people <laughs> feel the same up. way <laughs> because you have so many people working on so many things right. for you, like yeah. even a website, right? So mm-hmm. I have somebody do a website. They technically own it. They own the website. They can get mad and say, yo, take that down. That's my right. work. Yeah. 
Goodness gracious. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so give me the definition of trademark too, because I had a question inside of that. A trademark is a source identifier for consumers to relate back to where a product or service comes from. Right. So you put, so the logo itself isn't the trademark? It is. It is. So a, a logo can actually be protected under two different rights. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I got to get it out of my head okay. to make sure I understand it. You get the designer to copy, you, you need to get the copyright from the logo designer. Right. And once you own the logo, you trademark the logo that you now have the copyrights for so that nobody else can put that logo to identify their product or service. Right, exactly. Because on, you want to protect it because here's the thing, right? So say, for instance, like when the guy who sketched the portrait of Obama, Malcolm X, and Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Not me, Malcolm X and Martin right, yeah. Luther King, right? He owned the copyright to that because that was his creation. But now when somebody goes and put it on a T-shirt, right, under law, we want to stack claims, right? So now if he owns the trademark to it and he's actually selling T-shirts too, now we can sue that person who put it on T-shirts without his consent for copyright infringement and trademark infringement. If he did not own the trademark, he still have them on copyright infringement. Okay. They created the art. He created the art. He, he created art. He owns the copyright. Without yeah. paperwork, he owns it because he designed it. He created it. Yep. If I start selling t-shirts, mm-hmm. he doesn't have any recourse against that until he starts selling t-shirts too? No. He does have recourse, but he only have recourse for copyright infringement because you put his copywritten work on a t-shirt and you're selling it for commercial gain. Mm -hmm. So you're infringing upon his copyrights. Gotcha. But if he also was selling t-shirts as well with the logo, and I mean the design, and he trademarked that as well for his t-shirt designs, now he can also sue you for trademark infringement. Why do you want to do both? You want to do both because the damages... Mm, Double the damage. Double the damages. And then under the statute, right, under trademark infringement, there's more legal recourse and more legal benefits versus just on a copyright infringement case. You can make more money. I see. Mm -hmm. You know what? Mm -hmm. Here's, okay. I get people all the time like, yo, let me do a song for your intro for your podcast or what have you, right? And... Until right now, I never understood why they would just create it and say, yeah, go use it. Yeah. Outside of, this is the person that did it, right? Right. But if somebody does a song for me mm-hmm. and it starts streaming and does really, really well, if it blows up, then I owe them money, basically. Right. And they're probably going to get money anyway because if they're registered with ASCAP or BMI, which is the publishing companies for music... Every time that song is streamed, they're going to get paid a royalty. Mm. That's smart, y'all. I see what y'all trying to do. I got a question. Yes, sir. So if that, so like, you know, you're you're big on YouTube. So if that's streamed on YouTube, will they get a part of his YouTube earnings? So it depends on how it's set up. Because when you create music, right, you put together a split sheet, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you went on the split, split sheet, for that, YouTube is going to pay you for the content that you're streaming, right? Mm-hmm. But they should register their that split sheet 
with the ASCAP of BMI so that they can get paid. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Man, this stuff is tricky. It's important. It's very important. And Give me the worst case. Well, okay, what are you about to say? Mm-hmm. Give me no. Go ahead. Okay. Give me the most like, like a story or situation that you are you are a part. Of, well, maybe you can't be a part of or, or heard of close to you, and you was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. Like the worst case where you're like, you got got. I, I mean, I have a lot. I've been doing this for eight years. I know. Years. Give me some stories. So, <laughs> I, you know, so I always ask people when it comes to trademark law, like, will they build a house on land they don't own? Right? Ooh. Would you? No. Right. It makes sense, no. right? So why do we build brands and we don't own them? Right? So one of the worst case situations is I got a um, client who knew me, right? But I don't know why they didn't contact me. They they decided to do a new business, right? Do a new business. And they were going to launch some things or whatever. Invested over a hundred grand before they even did their opening, right? Mm. Get a cease and desist letter. Like, I own that name. And if you launch that brand, I'm going to sue you. <sighs> That's a hundred grand now that you gotta redo all over again, right? So it's just like I always tell people like you don't build brands unless you own them, right? I had one young lady that was terrible. She was running a blog for 10 years. And she called me around, she said she she seen somebody using her brand around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I was going to wait because it was the holiday. And she called me. It was probably like January 15th, mid-January, right? It took me two seconds to tell her that that person she seen using around Christmas time actually filed the trademark January 4th, right? Mm. So she's been using this brand for 10 So she's like, well, how do I go back and get my brand? And so we only charge $1,500 to file a trademark, right? Mm. And that includes the filing fee and everything, right? But to fight an opposition... Because that's what we would have to do. We would have to oppose that trademark now and argue that she was the first user. We got to defend it and all that. When we file oppositions, automatically generated two years, the time frame, right? Mm. We charge $2,500 to be retained for that. And then if we go past the discovery period, which is usually the first 60 days, it's a $1,000 monthly retainer mm. to fight that. That's like $20,000 when you could have just paid Fifteen hundred to Makes protect sense. it in the beginning. Makes sense. Was it was it a really popular blog? Huh? Was it a really popular? It blog? was popular for her, right? So she she's one of us, right? Yeah. And one of the other people like found mm. it, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's popular for us, and we may know her, right? But their audience don't know her. Yeah. So to them, it looks like a new brand, and it happens a lot for us to yeah. us, right? Yeah. Because we just don't know better, I guess, you know? Yeah. And it's it's crazy. And it's like, I'm not trying to scare people, but it's it's real. Like, why yeah. would you go, like, after talking to me, why would you go invest 50000 in a brand you don't own? It don't make sense. It don't make sense, right? Yeah. I represent um, a apparel company. She's doing really well, really, really popping. She just got some major deals with major retail stores and things like that. We got to scrub Amazon to take down 40000 in fringe and counterfeit. She itched until her retail deal that just happened, right? She was her only retail distributor on mm-hmm. her website. But they knock her brand off all. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. And it's a revolutionary. Hold on, you said 40,000 what? 40,000 counterfeit brands that's selling on Amazon. Her stuff, right? And here's another thing that I always tell people. If you are going to manufacture in a place like China, right? See, under U.S. law, we, we base law, trademark law on usage, who used it first. China is on who filed it first, right? And if you're manufacturing out of China, I had a young lady send me a DM and she was like, look, I got into it with my manufacturer in China. They didn't trademark my name in China and in the U.S. Mm. I could help you in the U.S., but in China, who is who filed it first? Yeah, yeah, You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So if you're going to go to China and manufacture in China, I understand why we do it. The cost is cheaper, right? But you want to make sure you trademark in China as well. Like people, like to, to have protection globally, it gets expensive. Yeah, it does. Because each nation is sovereign, right? You got to file within each nation, right? But that's one place you want to protect yourself in, especially for like apparel brand. Because if you, your brand pops off, they going to knock it off. Yeah, I <laughs> Period. That. Like, yeah. they going to do it. And so, um, you just want to have some type of legal, but you got to play to their game. So, you yeah. got to go file it over there first. Ooh. Um, What's, give me an, a, like, do you have like an expensive lesson like early on, like where... Like you thought you knew what you was doing, but something just slipped through the cracks and just taught you a lesson as a new attorney. As a new attorney. Like maybe like one of your earlier clients, you didn't, you just missed something. Because it seems like there's so much to consider. It is, but. Mm. You always been dope. I just, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> And I've been taught that the devil is in the details, mm. right? So I'm very detail-oriented. And I have had, like, one of my biggest clients, my first clients was a celebrity. Mm. He was popping, but he really? went, like, independent, right? And um, he Who had was a, it? Can you tell me? 
Um, it was Twister. The Word? Rapper. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. So I represent Chicago thing. Okay. Chicago How'd thing. You get that because I, so my first job, I was a shampoo girl. I worked in beauty and barber shop. Really? And um, we actually, um, so I worked in a barber shop where his best friend and they cut his hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he told me, we used to sit down on break times and he'd be like, what you going to do with yourself? I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. And he was okay. like, what school are you going to go to? And I'd be like, I don't know, but I, I want to be a lawyer. So mm-hmm. he told me, you should go to the John Marshall Law School. And when you go to law school, um, I'm going to tell Twister to, to rock with you as because so, I always used to want to do entertainment law too, mm-hmm. and so um, he um, he did that. He made he actually made it happen. Like the deal happened in the barber shop after oh, I became wow. a lawyer. Everything and rest in peace to Black Rob. Um, mm-hmm. In that same barber shop, we just lost one of the barbers who was killed uh, while cutting his client hair. Oh, wow. um, just like a month ago, mm-hmm. right? So that barber shop has a lot of you know history with yeah, me. Sure. So. Um, but we, um, you know, so it happened. And so I would say like the devil's in the details because, you know, Twister, he, you know, he's hot and, you know, flaming. And, but at the time, like when he went independent. What year was this? I can't remember when, but it was like, it was another up and coming rapper. And I pissed his lawyer off because she just sent over a contract and it didn't make sense. At the time, I didn't know who the hell the guy was. He wasn't popping then. Like, mm. later he became popping or whatever. But And I can't talk about it for confidentiality for reasons sure, and sure. stuff like that. But I pissed his lawyer off because I was like, the contract just don't make sense. Mm. And I was like, no, like, my client is, you know, Grammy Award winning, like, it don't, you plan him like he, he the new boy on the right. block. You know <laughs> right, what I'm right. saying? And so she was like, well, she, they basically had him, like, on a work for hire. Where, like, his verse will be owned by the other guy. And mm. I was like, no, we own all our stuff. Hold on. Here. Did he not have an attorney at this time? Who? Twister. No, I was his attorney. But I'm, I'm saying, saying when they, you. Well, I don't know who his attorney was before me. Like, he, he probably had a few different attorneys. Mm. But with this particular situation, we was working together. Gotcha. And they sent over the agreement. And I was just like, it don't make sense. You know? And so, and then, too, here's the thing. The music business is so archaic, right? That they'll send you a contract and just expect you to sign it because people just sign shit, right? And yeah, it's I'm like, yeah, you don't just sign nothing, yeah, right? It's because it's like, you got to read that stuff. Like, one time um, for another client, they had a breakage clause in the agreement. You know what a breakage clause mm. is? And this is like, like I graduated law school 2013. So this is digital, you know, media and all that. Mm. A breakage clause is when they used to tax the artists 10% for any like CDs or records that they were going to push out to the market. And if in case they broke, they already, you already gave the record company 10% for the breakage of the actual CDs and the records. The actual CD. Right. If they break, if they get damaged and transition. Dang. So I'm like, what are we doing here? Like everybody <laughs> buy music off of Apple right now. Why the hell is a breakage right, right. clause? No, y'all not take that out. You like you just wow. you just gotta read and see people are banking on you not reading. Mm. The devil's in the detail. So I've been very analytical. Nothing that I can't think of anything that really like came back to where it's like, damn. I think for us, maybe like 
So when you do an intent to use application, mm-hmm. right, for trademark law, you got to pay $250 extra on the back end. We tell the clients that up front, mm-hmm. right? right? You don't have to pay it now. You pay it when you submit your website. Because trademark law, you can file a use application or you can file an intent to use application. With trademark law. With trademark law, right? Hold on. You, you, you pay that on the back end. You pay it on the back end when you submit the website showing that you are using the trademark. Okay. So I wish I just would have put it in writing for the clients because yeah. like six or seven months later, they'd be like, where does $250 come from? You know? <laughs> right, 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 They'd be like, you don't remember we had this conversation. So that was one thing that, and so now we have it in policy where people got to actually sign off that they know. So that was one probably thing that used to like irritate me. Are you married? Uh, I'm married, but <laughs> we're going through some things. Uh, yeah, okay, I got you, got you. I was like, dang. You, 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 Why you just come out you better, he gonna be mad like you just couldn't right. say yes. <laughs> I know what was going oh, on. Oh Lord, edit that part, please. Okay. Let me let me let me ask you. For it seems like mm-hmm. if I'm gonna marry an attorney, right? She's probably gonna have like some some agreements that need to be signed. What would you put? Would you have? Would you have an agreement for a marriage? First so, of all, how long you been? How long were you married? Um. We've been married six years. Six so years. Stuff. Was there an agreement? Prenuptial, no. I mean, any type of agreement. That's the agreement. Okay, prenuptial. Cool. Would you sign one moving forward? Mm, yeah, I just feel like if I got to do all that, we probably shouldn't get married. That's just how I feel about it. But now I would advise my clients all right. to sign a prenuptial <laughs> agreement. <laughs> For sure. Why? Because it's just like, just being clear about the situation going in. Like, I know, like, for Candy and Todd, that was a big thing, a big situation about signing a prenuptial agreement. I think it's a smart business decision for entrepreneurs to do, right? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, lawyers, we give advice all the time. Sometimes we don't take our own advice, right? Right, right, right. right. right? I'm like a love loves girl, which is kind of stupid, but... Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love is stupid. No, like I just love love, but it's stupid. But um, yeah, it is. But but I just don't want to like because my presence alone always feels like business. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to bring, it. but it's the smart thing to do. Yeah. It's the smart and like if you my client, I'm on you. Like no, you got to do this. You know she got to understand. I know it's mm. a hard conversation, but because really for lawyers, like your lawyer, like. Like Beyonce said, my mama, my lawyer, my shield, right? Mm-hmm. We supposed to protect you. We supposed to see shit coming from the far end before it even get to you, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, like even still like with, I have, I have clients who go into partnerships, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, y'all got to do this partnership agreement mm-hmm. before we do anything. Yeah. This is what I used to do, right? And I'm like, y'all got to do this partnership agreement before we move into anything. They'd be like, no, nah, this is my boy. We in love with each other. We, we've been rocking since kindergarten. I'd be like, yeah, I understand that. And so what I usually tell them is like, you know what? Do it in the event something happens to you, right? Mm. Your kids is protected, right? Like, it ain't even about you. It ain't about... So not prenup, partnership agreement. Partnership agreements? No. So for marriage, prenup. Mm-hmm. Even, but I'm saying, even if you're entering into an agreement with your best friend, gotcha. now it's a partnership agreement. 
And you want to make sure that it's solidified. And, and a partnership agreement can come in the form of an operating agreement. So, mm-hmm. like, if you guys decide to do an LLC for tax reasons or something like that, you still need an operating agreement to speak to the members and the, you know, the managers of the LLC. How is it going to be governed if something happens? If I, like, if I hate you the next day, who owns the trademark? Yeah. You know, gotcha. like I have partnerships that fall out even before the trademark is done, right? Fit process. <laughs> <laughs> and they was in love with each other when they signed up. Right. And now who in the middle? I'm not going to play them games with y'all. Would you sign a prenup? Yes. You would? With no problem. I, I understand. Let's go. Nah, it's going to be some problems, but I'm going to sign it. But I'm going to need to know why. Like you saying, like if somebody you know richer than me came yeah. and was like, I want you to sign a prenup. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm going to get it either way, right? With or without you. I, I made who I am. You know what I'm saying? But it seems like you would understand. I would understand, but I'll be like, oh, okay. This what we doing? This what we doing? <laughs> I'm going to look at you a little sideways a couple of times, but yeah, this, okay. You got a little money, so this what we doing? Okay. Mm. Okay, let me, let me, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. What is the most important things, like in setting up a business when you teach your clients, because there's some people that are going to set up a business, yes. or... So one, set up a business, and then two, go into a partnership. What are the most important things that need to be set up, period? Is period. it marketing? Is it idea? Is it, what is it? Well, first, you need to make sure that you're committed to it, mm-hmm. right? We used to play house when we was kids, right? Mm-hmm. So if you play... Hey, y'all, I ain't gonna lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there, you don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, 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 it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? 
You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door, incredible, okay? So search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash Video Lock. The house with the business, none of this applies, right? <laughs> but if you like in this, you finna invest your time, your resources, and your money into mm. this. Like first thing first, and not just because I'm a trademark lawyer, because I used to do all of it, as you see, but you first got to clear the rights, right? Before you go buy a house, you're going to do what? A title search, right? Sure. You're going clear to clear the land, right? Mm. So you got to first just make sure nobody else is using this brand, right? Mm. Or nobody owns it, right? Because a lot of people, they jump out and be like, oh, I got my LLC done. I got my bank account open. And I got my business license off of me to tell them, yeah, you got to change all that, mm. right? And then two, also two, I always say seek counsel first, right? Like talk to me, but I don't do LLCs. I don't do corporations no more. You know what? I send them to my girl who's a CPA mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. You right. know what I'm saying? Because she could represent you across the nation like I do because federal law with trademarks. So I have clients from all across right. the country. But I want you to talk to a CPA because Instagram got people thinking LLC is the end all be all. Yeah, when I got an idea... I go get the LLC. Uh -huh. I go get the domain. Yeah. And I secure the IG. You're right. We lit. I own it. No. No, 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 no. no. Ownership, right. baby. You know what I'm saying? No. So here's the thing. Um, okay, we're going to talk about the domain. We're going to talk about the LLC. But here's the thing. The LLC may not even be the best entity for you. Mm -hmm. And nobody calls that to question, yeah. right? They just think LLC. You know, you might be operating better as a corporation, that needs to be taxed as an S-Corp. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the LLC needs to be taxed as an S-Corp, right? So that's why I need... Because, see, here's the thing. Entity formation is for the purpose of shielding you as the owner from any legal liability that is to arise out of the business, right? right? So that means, like, if someone comes to slip and fall, they can't sue David, the individual. They got to sue the business itself, right? right? But we should have business insurance right. to cover sure. that slip right, and right. fall, Right. But also, too, we want to form our entities because it's for tax liability, mm -hmm. tax purposes, right? right? You're going to be taxed different as an individual versus the LLC versus the corporation, right? right? And all, like the, the law is not a one-size-fit-all garment, right? So say, for instance, if you buy houses and flipping them versus if you buy houses and holding them and you're a landlord, uh, a different entity may be better for, for sure. either situation, right? Yeah. So we can't just jump out and get that, right? And then, okay, you got the domain name. Well, here's the thing. Domain name does not grant you ownership to the name itself. That's what trademark law is for, mm -hmm. right? So like we have like Nike, which is a corporation in Oregon, right? right. But they also own a trademark. See, if we're trying to build companies, we got to look at what the people who are already built and established is doing, right? Mm -hmm. They own their trademarks, right? And the reason why also the domain name does not create ownership is because there are some people out there called cyber squatters, right? So they'll see you popping on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And you using your Instagram handle. And they'll be like, oh, let me go check this out. $15, bought it. Now cyber you trying squatters. to look... And you want to, and they want to sell it to you for fifteen thousand dollars. I know I done got got a couple times. See, and here's that's why you got to put like a a one at the end of it, or yeah. you know what I mean, or all a dot co, a dot co, or dot net. I hate because because Zoom, Zoom, we use Zoom all the time, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have Zoom.com. they have Zoom.co, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing too, though, you can go buy. This is one a situation that happened. I had a girl went and bought a domain name for twenty five thousand mm dollars. -hmm. 
Mm. And then I told her it was a registered trademark. So the person who owns the trademark, when you begin to use the domain, if you're using it the way that they're using their trademark, can now sue you for trademark infringement. Whoa. <laughs> just because they bought the domain. No, because I mean, just, you're just, using just, it. Yeah, because you're using the trade. Right. They trademark it. They're like, yeah, go ahead, build that little bread. And then they come back like, yo, I'm going to need that. But no, it's a different person. Because yeah. you bought the, the, the domain name from the right, cyber whoever squatter. has the trademark. Right. Trademark infringement. Oh. See why? Oh, he's so valuable. You are valuable. Thank you. And I feel like everybody as an entrepreneur needs to call you. They should. Call my office. Call your office. Yeah. Yo, thank you so much. Did we miss anything? I think, I, let me see. I think you scared me and my audience half to death. I, I don't want to scare you. I, you I want to educate. Do it, I want to right. educate, right? Yes, and it does. So... Because if we know better, we do better. Exactly. So, Joe. But let me tell you, David. I own it. <laughs> most people, after, after listening to us, they still ain't going to go and secure the brand. I right. own the trademark Secure the Brand, by the way. And the reason I own Secure the Brand, because really? everybody was talking about Secure the Bag. And I'm like, but in order to secure the brand, the bag, we got to secure the brand. Hmm. And then in turn, we secure our legacy, right? I Which like is that. another trademark I own. So that... Really? I mean, I practice you what I here. preach. You out here. <laughs> you know, it's, it's cool, too, because um, I feel like people, it can really be a business of securing and trademarking good ideas and selling good ideas. But the thing is, you have to be using it or have a bona fide intent to use it, right? So you you heard, of, and I know we probably got to wrap up. No, you not. heard about Blue Ivy, Carter, and Jay-Z yes. in the Beyonce situation, right? No. Oh, you didn't hear. I heard of Blue Ivy. I don't know. Okay. So when Jay-Z and Beyonce had Blue Ivy Carter, they went and trademarked her name, but okay. they filed an intent to use application. That application I was talking about that the clients give me yes. hell about for the yes, 250 yes. on the back end. Right. So they filed the intent to use application. And so the trademark office says you have to have a bona fide intent to use it. So the baby was born, they filed the trademark, but then this lady comes who files Blue Ivy and says she has a wedding business. Like a month after the baby was born, mm. right? And so Beyonce and Jay-Z, they kept filing extensions to extend the application. But you only get up to five, six-month extensions for the intent to use. Okay. So what happened was, by in the meantime, the lady has gotten her trademark registered. So Beyonce and Jay-Z, they file it again, right? And so when they file it again, when you file your trademark application, it used to take the government three to four months to review the application. Mm. That'll take them about eight to nine months because Jeez. during COVID, so many people filed trademark right. applications, right? And the government didn't anticipate for it. So, um, but once they reviewed it, so after they review it, they approve it for publication, which means once it's published, anyone in the public can oppose it, right? right. So the lady opposed the trademark um, for Beyonce and Jay-Z's trademark. And so, um, one, so... During the discovery conference, the lady asked for $10 million. Beyonce was like, I'll see you in court. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. <laughs> like, I'm not giving you $10 million for my baby name. Right. And so um, one of the pieces of evidence that they used, I think Jay-Z was being interviewed by like GQ magazine. It's one of those magazines. And he said that we didn't have any intention to use <sighs> the baby name. Hold on. Mm. We didn't have any intention to use the baby name. We just didn't want people to be able to profit from our baby name, right? Okay. But this is where we play chess and not checkers. Mm. Because Rockefeller, Rockefeller said, we own nothing. We control everything, right? Mm. 
Jay-Z don't own the trademark. BGKIP Holding Company owns the trademark. BGK, who's that? Be- Beyonce Giselle knows. Oh, IP Holding oh, Company. Okay. So, Beyonce and Jay-Z lawyer says, well, that's hearsay because he's not the owner. Testimony, throw it out. Dismiss. Oh, wow. And they won the case. But they only won it because of that. But had he oh, been but- the owner of the trademark, right. they would have got him. Because, because you have to have intent yes. to use. And he said publicly in a publication, they did not have intent to use. And he's not the owner, so we could throw it out. Because and that was, their, that was their fighting. That, like, that was the, the opposing counsel's argument. Saying, yeah. yo, look, he said. They yeah, he shit. said they didn't have intent to use. Mm. And under the law, you have to have intent to use or be using a trademark. And they got him right there in the news, in the in the paper saying he didn't have an intent. They just didn't want other people to profit from his daughter's name. Is this why, uh, you know what? What's Beyonce's clothing line? Ivy Park or something? Mm-hmm. Is that a part of the use of Blue Ivy? No, no. So I guess she just like Ivy or something. But um, that's a different... How are they using it though? They're using, oh, Blue Ivy Carter? Yeah. So now... Since they won, it just recently happened oh, gotcha. that okay. they won. So now they have six months to submit that website showing so. how they're using it or they can file those extensions. So okay, we'll what, what if they happened. put up the website? Okay, we're, you know, we're selling socks, right? But the sock business fails. So, so here's the thing. You have to show, demonstrate the usage, right? Mm-hmm. And so a good thing about trademarks, as long as you use them, you will not lose them. Right. Um, mm, okay. Coca-Cola's been registered since like 1800s. Mercedes, 1901. Mm. Right. As long as you use them, you don't lose them. But you do have to renew your documentation. Um, the it's like first, every three years or something? It's your years. fifth and sixth year anniversary. Mm. Yours coming up, by the way. Um, How you know? I looked it up. It's public record. You better be out here. <laughs> ah, you got my business right there. Immediately. Uh, then every ninth and 10 years and then every 10 years thereafter. Wow. Mm-hmm. Goodness And gracious. really quick, I just want to say something too. When you trademark your logos, if it's word names, you want to also make sure you protect the word first because logos evolve and change over time, right? And if you stop using that logo, then you can kind of lose the trademark because you got to keep using it. Gosh, that was actually one of my questions too mm-hmm. um, because there's always a... Do you trademark the name or the logo if the logo is the name? Trademark. Wouldn't it, it wouldn't be together? No. So what you would do is you would trademark. So for instance, like Target, McDonald's, right? You would trademark Target and standard characters, but then you would also trademark the logo and the red block characters, right? I see. So like McDonald's, right? Who's been around for a minute. They own McDonald's and standard characters, but the logo for the Golden Arches has evolved over time, right? So even if they're changing their logo, they might lose the rights to that logo, but they still own the name itself and standard characters. Because when you file it as standard characters, it gives you the flexibility to use it however you want to. But Mm. you trademark the logo because you like the design element of it. You mad smart, yo. This is my last question. Okay. The lady was using, isn't like the use case important too? Because the lady's using it for weddings. And if Jay-Z and Beyonce are using it for weddings. That's a good point, right? 
So under trademark law, you can coexist in the marketplace as long as you're not in the same trader channel, right? Mm -hmm. So they didn't file for weddings, right? They filed for baby clothes and things like that. So you're not in a competitive market. That's why we have Dove Chocolate, Dove Soap, Mac Makeup, Mac So the lady can still use her. She can still use hers. Right? So what and was the was, argument? She was just trying she to... She was trying to catch a bag, I guess. I, like, you know, like, she was like, it's like... an opportunity, baby. But, um... But then... But they don't have a... They don't have to rush them because if they doing, um... Mm-hmm. Clothing or sports something, mm-hmm. it doesn't even really matter. I can use it. Right. That's their argument. And their argument was it's not confusingly similar because they would never go into her industry mm-hmm. for wedding planning yeah. and wedding creation. They did it for like to build a brand for their daughter. For like clothing and Okay, yeah, that this is where I'm confused though. Mm-hmm. So Jay-Z and Beyonce file a trademark for Blue Ivy Carter. Blue Ivy Carter, but what category was that? So it was for like Baby pacifiers, okay. baby clothes, so baby entertainment. Clothes. Like, because as David Shins, you can own your name, David Shins, as an entertainer, right. as a podcaster, things like that. So gotcha. she's she's a she's a public figure, right? So everybody's talking about Blue Ivy, you know, things right. like that. So, yeah. Okay. So in those industries. Right. So baby stuff. And this lady's doing weddings. Right. Wouldn't her lawyer say you can't win that because it's not the same? So I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? So I would say, right, okay, well, you represent clients who get married and they possibly want to have a baby mm-hmm. later, right? right? And so maybe it's in the same... It, it's a hard argument. It's a, a corny, Right? It's a reach, right? But I try as a helper, you know, because I'm a Beyonce <laughs> fan. That's my Virgo sis. I tried to, like, step away from the bias and try mm. to... I tried, but no. It but it was really like a waste of her time mm. and money. But that's what I'm telling you. People will sue you, right? And people will try it. Remember the lady who won the lawsuit against McDonald's for sitting hot coffee yes, in between her I legs while that. driving the car? I remember that. That was dumb as How hell. How did she win that? Right? And you know, now if you look at your coffee cups, if you look at Starbucks, they gotta put on their caution, caution hot. Yeah. But we should know that. That should be common sense, but... Yeah, she came up on the bag on that Yeah, one. she came up on the bag. So now it's just... So yes. as business owners, we got to, like, take precautions. We got to, like, put in disclaimers, right? Like the girl with the Gorilla Glue mm-hmm. in her hair, right? Like... Yeah. What happened with that situation? You... No, I remember the situation, oh, okay. but I don't know, like, so a lot the of legal people side. Was, so, okay, so there's a Gorilla Glue for hair cosmetics, mm-hmm. right? And then there's... Well, it wasn't because she said she wasn't going to sue... But then the Gorilla Glue for the furniture stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like where you piece together the furniture. Mm-hmm. So she put that in her hair. Like, well, I just need my hair to lay down or stick for tonight. And so people were like, is she going to sue the Gorilla people, right? But in nowhere on their packaging, it says, don't put it in your hair, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's pro- but that's common knowledge. You should know not to put like, but, but right? Because we it. have done some crazy things before <laughs> in life, right? And so, but now, guess what they're going to put on their packaging? Do not use in your hair. They, they will be crazy not to, mm-hmm. right? Because that can possibly be a lawsuit. So you, you just want to be careful and cautious. Did she try to sue her? No, she said she wasn't going to sue them. She wasn't going to try. But a lot of people were coming like, is she going to sue them? Is you think she's going to win though? I mean, with the McDonald's... If you were her attorney, you're an attorney. Well, if you were her attorney, would you go after getting it? 
I mean, if I was her attorney, yeah. no. I move in integrity, right? Okay. But, like, if she hired me and she was like, Rosina, you got to take this case, this, that, and the third. Chicago I was-, was coming out. Let it go. <laughs> I'm one of them. So- <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Sometimes lawyers have to indulge in things, but I like to, like, engage in things that I'm committed to, yeah. right? And I can stand by gotcha. integrity-wise, right? I used to be a licensed cosmetologist mm. before I was a lawyer. So, you know, from a cosmetology background, it just don't make sense to me. Right, and I right. can't play it in my head because we I've been through, you know, chemistry classes and things like that where it's just certain <laughs> things you don't put in your skin right, and your right, hair. Right, right. So it's just like, um, it would have been hard for me. But I say after that McDonald's case, anything is possible. Oh, for sure. Like, depending on who the judge and jury, that's why I always tell people, like, if a lawyer is promising you a result and a judge, a jury, and a tribunal is a part of the situation, mm-hmm. you need to run. Because either they are paying somebody off or they just think they got a magic wand in the back pocket, but that's not the case. The judge can wake up on the wrong side of the bed yeah. and swing the whole case all around. You know, so mm-hmm. you just never know. You just got to show up and argue and excellence and and be prepared, right? And and make those arguments to sway and and win, right? Like I like I tell all my clients, I never promise them anything when it comes to trademark registration, right? Mm. Because we don't know which trademark examiner we're gonna get. Yeah. It's over a hundred trademark examiners that work at the USPTO, right? I was mm. mad though when they fused um Taco Tuesday for LeBron James. I was so mad. I was like, what? Right. I was ready to fight that one for him. Like, let me do, let me tag me in. Coach, right. I'll get that one for right, you. Because it was like a uh it was a it was a Taco Tuesday, it was a restaurant or something it's like that. It's a restaurant. Right? So if it's a restaurant, how does it fail to function as a trademark for his podcast? Like, mm. ta- if anything, it should be failed to function as a trademark in a restaurant because yeah. anybody can make tacos for on sure. Tuesday and make it a special, right? So, right. LeBron, yeah. higher row, right? okay? Let's go. <laughs> Let's yes. get it. And one more thing I want to say, too. As we're creating brands and we're creating our businesses, the more distinctive your brand name, the easier it is to get it protected and to also get it um, enforced and fight against infringers, right? Mm. When you pick common names or simple names, it's harder because now your competitors have an excuse to use it, right? Mm. But also, too, when you got something hot, you need to trademark it as soon as possible, right? Mm. Somebody was just arguing with me about a common name, and I was like, no, that ain't going to work. Because under the trademark law, it could be deemed merely descriptive, Mm. right? Um, merely descriptive. What does that mean? Like, it, like say, for instance, you want to trademark um, interior designer. Mm. You do interior designs, mm. right? It, it wasn't that simple, but yeah. I'm like, it's going to be hard to art because anybody in your market can use these words, right? Mm. And so he was like, well, pe- you know, people are using like Black Lives Matter and things like that. I'm like, yeah, but now nobody owns Black Lives Matter. Because it fails to function as a trademark mm. because everybody's shouting Black Lives yeah, Matter, sure. right? Okay. Like, if you go look it up at the USPTO.gov, nobody owns the trademark Black Lives Matter because it fails to function as a trademark because everybody is using it. Mm-hmm. That's why Birdman said, if I knew what I knew now, I would have trademarked Bling Bling before I coined the term because everybody's using Bling Bling now. So who is the source identifier, right? Mm. And so if it's commonly used in the marketplace, you want to stay away from those terms. Like, I represent, I don't think you mind me saying, the guy where the money resides, right? Really? That, yeah, so when that went viral, like... 
he had an angel because one of my clients was like, look, you need to represent him. I'll pay for his trademark. I was like, I'll do a pro bono because we knew where it was going, mm-hmm. right? Like, everybody's saying what. So we got that trademark on file the day after he went viral because it's like, we need the government to know he is the owner of this trademark because now everybody's talking about where the money reside and the, tr- the term can get lost to who actually owned this coin. Who coined Let me ask you, so what is the benefit? So in his situation... You trademark it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm the owner of it. Yeah. What's the benefit of having a trademark? Because, so, one, now he wants to do T-shirts, right? Mm -hmm. He's selling T-shirts. And now everybody wants to sell T-shirts. You know how many cease and desist letters we sent out for everybody talking about they selling T-shirts? So, Mm -hmm. it's about the profit that you can protect. And also, too, because remember I told you it's a source identifier for consumers to relate back to where products are. It's a protection to the consumers, right? Because you want them to buy from the source, yeah. not from the copycatters, yeah. not from the counterfeiters, not I from see. the confiscators, right? Ah, that makes sense. And that then, too, sense. if everybody's selling your T-shirts with you, aren't they cutting into your profit? That's a fact. Yeah. So you need the legal recourse to enforce. And the thing is, say, for instance, I made some Where the Money Reside shirts, right? And I made $100,000 off of T-shirts. Right. All you can do is tell me to stop? No. So he can collect those profits from you, right? If he can prove under common law he's the owner of the trademark. But catch this. If you're the registered trademark owner, he can get three times the profits you made from the shirts. So instead of getting $100,000 that you made off the profits, he can get $300,000. What's the difference between the registered agent and... The registered trademark versus using it in common law. Common law Mm -hmm. is where you don't have a trademark and now you got to spend a whole bunch of money proving you are the owner and try to collect the profits. But like once you have the registration, that's kind of like already passing the burden of proof to show you are the owner because you are the registered owner. Okay, if I say something that goes viral, I trademark it. I can really just sit back and wait for somebody to get a whole lot of money. Don't sit and wait back. Because the thing is, we don't want them to say that, remember that defense we talked about True. earlier, acquiescence. We consented by default because we didn't do nothing, mm. right? Like in California, there was a case against Fitbit, right? And there was another company, it was Fit something, right? Mm. And they was like, well, we're going to just wait and see. And so once Fitbit got popping, they sued them. And the court said, well, where was you... When they first started, they said, well, we knew about them, but we wanted them to be successful first. And they said, no, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. But the right judge could say, well, if they woke up on the different side of the bed, bed, possible. You know what? Yes, you're right. But that's a gamble, right? So we want to enforce our rights as trademark owners as soon as possible. As soon as we know, we want to at least send a cease and desist letter to say, look, we do not consent to your usage. We are not giving you a license to use our product. Please cease and desist immediately. Because mm. now if they continue to use it, right, and they continuously go about using it, like the, the case against Sally Beauty and Mixed Chicks, where Miss Chicks told them to stop using our brand, they got awarded close to $8 million. And, and seven point something million was in punitive damages because they continued to use it afterwards. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Well, and like the 900000 was just from the profits. Goodness gracious. Yeah. This, this episode's going to do really, really well. You think so? I know so. I hope so. It's just certain, I get like certain feelings about certain episodes and I just know it's mm-hmm. going. Because this is, it's so valuable. Yeah. We, so we learn. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I learned today that um, your designer probably owns you. <laughs> no, okay? not owns you. <laughs> your photographer owns you, fam. You better slow down. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, we, we realize that some lawyers, like, they going for blood. Yeah. I mean, if... Like, you could be that type of attorney where, like, we're just looking for people to slip. Yeah. And you won't even have to look long. Yeah. And, be and it's people out there like that, right? Copyright trolls, patent trolls. We got names from. And they file the, the cases in certain jurisdictions because they know it can fly, but it won't fly in other jurisdictions. Mm. So we got to be very cautious and very careful. Goodness gracious. Yeah. One lady, she got a free, like, a stock photo off of uh, uh, one of those websites or whatever, she posted it on her website for marketing. And the copyright troll came and was like, give me 10000 or I'm going to sue you for copyright infringement. Now, good thing she had business insurance, mm-hmm. right? And under her errors and omission, advertisement practices was covered. So her insurance company took on the claim, but we just got to be careful. I say it's always, and here's another thing, really, really quick. Because a lot of people work with Fiverr, right? Mm-hmm. And it's nothing against Fiverr and things like that. I just say as a Don't lawyer. Don't be bad talking Fiverr. Here's the thing. Don't do it. Here's, I'm telling you, we will wrap this interview up, okay? <laughs> I like Fiverr. Okay, good. Here's the thing. When you're working with people on Fiverr, just make sure that you're able to touch them legally if you need to, right? Because if you're not able to touch them, right, you don't really have any legal recourse if they do something or not, right? So for instance, if you get a graphic designer on flyer, they create your logo for you because this has happened, mm-hmm. right? I'm talking from experience, 100%. right? Um, one thing you want is exclusivity, right? If you do this logo for me, don't do it for nobody else, right? Mm-hmm. Especially not nobody else in my industry, right? Because right, right? Sure. now we got a problem, right? If they're just creating logos for people and there's no exclusivity, right? How can you go back and get legal recourse from somebody who's in a different country that doesn't even recognize a work-for-hire agreement as a legal work? So, what do we do? Work with somebody in the States. As a lawyer, I'm advising you that because now they're buying to a contract, right? Because here's the thing. So if th- they even breach- if they're in Pakistan, they don't, like the whole, well, I guess not because that the contract will... It wasn't, it doesn't, it's not recognized in Pakistan or wherever. Right. And we don't have jurisdiction to pull them in the U.S. and sue them. Like, you can't do that, right? Like, we don't have jurisdiction over another citizen to pull them into the country to have legal recourse against them. I know I'm blowing your mind, but I'm, these are like, I've been doing this for eight years, right? These are experiences that I came across, right? Mm -hmm. When my client has hired people to do things for her. And now her web, her logo is everywhere across the world with people using it in her industry. Golly. So you want to talk, like, here's the thing. People always ask me, like, what's the difference between you and all these internet-based um, companies, right? 
And I'm like, the value is in a relationship. Yeah. You have a relationship with a real lawyer. You don't have a relationship with one of these internet-based companies that's just filing your documents for you. Like, yeah. if I'm in a room and you want something done and I'm in a room with the person to get it done, I'm going to make that connection for yeah. my client, right? Sure. The value is in a relationship. Same thing with your graphic designer, right? You want to build that relationship with them so they know, okay, this is such and such brand. And I'm going to do this only for their brand, right? right? And, and so, like, there's really no relationship building to yeah. that aspect. Makes sense. Right? Makes sense. And, okay, just, just to be clear, because we're back on the graphic designers. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Like, graphic <laughs> designer, because they didn't sue me earlier, mm-hmm. they, can't, they can't sue me now, right? I mean, they could possibly ask for royalties. But you, they could possibly ask for royalties. Here's the thing. I love when people be asking. Even asking, I thought, what was the what was, what was the acquiesce thing we talked about? Acquiesce. Well, acquiescence. Yeah, yeah. But like lack of, like they didn't do anything. Yeah. That would be our defense. But here's the thing: we can't stop anybody from going filing a complaint right. and a summons in a court of law <laughs> and paying a filing fee. Because once that's done, oh, we man. have to file an answer. Well, the good news is I don't think like my the people that yeah, I work with, I they, hope that's, not. yeah, this yeah. is my guy. So. And, and and hopefully too, like you can go back to them and have that conversation and yeah. be like, you know what, I learned from a lawyer or my lawyer that I need this documentation before we move the brand further. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be a part of this movement and like release these rights to me? I could pay you something extra for it. Like, you know, and here's the thing. Like, I'm not against creators, right? Mm-hmm. I represent creators. I represent graphic designers. Mm-hmm. I represent photographers and things like that. But I feel like it's a better situation if everybody know up front what they're getting into. Yes. And the problem is nobody talks about it. We don't have these conversations. You got an agreement that I could use? hmm Okay, because I got somebody creating something right now. Yeah. yeah. I got you. I'm glad we had this conversation. <laughs> All right, look, man, listen. Um, golly, this was a really good conversation. Um, I got to say thank you for coming on behalf of everybody because you probably saved some people's uh-huh. um, uh, uh, intellectual life. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know if I said that right. But, like, like you just don't know until later, like, mm-hmm. that we are brilliant and we're geniuses. Yeah. And we got to protect that genius. So we I got to do a quick to. commercial and then I'm going to have you close this out. Is that cool? That's All right, cool. so. So um, this episode is sponsored, as always, by The Morning Meetup. The Morning Meetup is the only organization that gathers every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurs. And I need to get you on the call, too. Do you know, so every morning, we have a group of entrepreneurs. Every morning, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Literally 600 people on the call this morning. Oh, wow. But that's every morning. Oh, wow. And we have a theme for the month. Like this month. What's the theme this month? Anybody know? What's the theme? Um, no, it's not. We just read that book, man. That was a good shot. Good guess. <laughs> so I, I think this month, this month is about, um, oh, making money a slave. Mm, I like that. We're going to talk about how to make money a slave. And like we're that. just getting people to understand that money should be a slave, yes, so you- not your God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't give so much power to money. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to use money. Yeah. And um so and every, make your money work for you. You talking good. Put now. put that money to work for you. Exactly. That's, That's where I'm slave. at right now in life. Cause like sometimes we slaves to our own business. So That's a fact. I'm trying to put my money to work for me. What can you do for me? I made you now. What can you do for me? We gonna maybe we can do something together. Okay. And we can get a little bag together. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but we gotta protect it. But I'm not here's the thing. 
you got to come up with the agreement, but I need an attorney to look at the agreement. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, and as an attorney with integrity, I'm going to tell you, I advise you to go get an attorney to look at the agreement. See, that's why I rock with you. We're going to yeah. enter a partnership as long yeah. as you got that agreement. Yes. But anyway, go to themorningmeetup.com. Be a part. You going to join in the call? You going to yeah. jump on the call? I'll try. Can I talk to our people? Cool. Yeah. So go to themorningmeetup.com. You can try us out for a dollar. Dollar trials to see if you like it. If you like it, you can stay. It's $79 a month. If you don't like it, you can leave. And it's all good. No, um, no hard feelings. So go to themorningmeetup.com. Bro, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. This was so lit. Thank you so much. I am um, I'm excited and afraid and nervous uh-huh. and empowered. All in one emotion. Knowledge is empowerment. Yeah, it is. It really is. Like, yeah. knowledge is so... And that's why I was like, I just I, I just want to share this with so many people. Man. Like, I went to law school and learned so much. And it's just like, man, my people don't even know. You yeah. know, like, our ideas are stolen from us all the time. Intellectual property is so important. Like, yeah. Yeah, we I'm invented trying, so much stuff. And I'm trying to focus... I'm actually trying to focus on this interview, but, like, I, I'm running through my head of all the people who did stuff for me. Yeah. Like, every website, every logo, every design, every... So, if you're not using that stuff no more, fine. No, but I'm if using you're, all of it. Oh, well, yeah, you, you got to run it through that. Yeah, I'm like I'm trying to like piece together like everything that I did, every I don't know, man. Because here's the thing: knowledge is powerful, right? But applied knowledge is more powerful, right? So yeah. you gotta apply all of this, what you just learned. So it's uh, it's good that you're AKA, like hire you. <laughs> hire me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just Which, make it easy. Yeah, like follow me on Instagram. Yes, yes. Let, let everybody know how to contact you um, and how to connect with you. And then I want you to close this out with a word of wisdom. Okay. We gotta put you gotta put a bow on this whole no, I got one more question. Okay. Um, I like to make predictions on the podcast. So I wanna know where you feel you're going to be in the next five to ten years. What is the vision that you have for yourself in the next five to ten years? So that I can watch this in five to ten years and say, mm-hmm. yo. We had her on the show. She said she was going to do that. Look at her. Yeah. I want to develop an app. Um, mm. I was in some somewhere, um, and, you know, I was cool with retiring 50 million, whatever. Mm. But I was like, that's selfish because who can that impact? Like, I'm trying to create generational wealth and things like that. And so somebody said exponential growth, and that's how billionaires get there. Yeah. So I want to create this app. Um, that's been in my head forever. So I want to create that. You're not going to talk about it right now, right? Hell, I mean... Oh. Like, <laughs> excuse my language. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my initial reaction. Um, <laughs> I want to create this app. Um, I want to do some investment in real estate. I want to do things, some things quietly mm-hmm. to build some wealth. I have, like I said, three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a whole community behind me, Londale, where mm-hmm. I'm from that I want to just go back and make impact for. But, you know, I think society has conditioned us as Black folks to not think about wealth. Yeah, and sure. if we think about it, we got to feel icky because yeah. now we feeling, we're thinking about something that's bad for us, yeah, right? right? Like to think even that we can have that. And so I want to break that curse, yeah. right? Because we all are kings and queens and we deserve wealth. That's a fact. And so I want to take that back to my community and show them that we can uplift ourselves and empower ourselves through wealth generation and have that. So um, 
I want to do that. I feel like I'm not saying much because I, you know, some of my trade secrets, right? <laughs> That's a bad, but, that's a um, but also, too, I want to take the firm in a different direction um, than what we're at now. Um, I want to grow it and scale it and, you know, make a bigger name for the firm in the legal industry. Because gotcha. we love what we do, and I think we can help so many other people. Good. Well, I think this podcast is actually going to help with that. Oh, for sure, because you just dropped some bombs on here. So please let everybody know how to find you and then uh, close out with a word. Okay. So I am the biz lawyer on Instagram. That's T H E B I Z lawyer. You got that joint trademark. Yes, I do. I know you did. Yes, I do. I, I can't sit here and practice and right. not, I mean, preach and not practice it. Um, they can also tune in to rjplaw.com. We made it simple, rjplaw.com. I'm releasing this ebook, Trademark Manifesto, okay. where it just kind of help you go through the process of like why this is important, why this is the foundation before I start building everything else. And, um, just book a discovery call with my team if you need to. It's only $25 for 15 minutes. Oh, nice. If you're ready to get started with your trademark process, just go ahead and book the discovery call. If you have questions, most people just hit the link and buy it. They'd be mm. like, you know what? We'll talk to them. You know, if they book, they get an onboarding call. So mm. most people would just be excited to secure their brand. So, yeah. and I would just say, um, you know, secure your brand so that you can secure your bag so you secure your legacy. But one thing I think is even on a deeper level that my father always instilled in me is that quitters never win and winners never quit. And we all winners, so let's get it. Can't close down no better than that, man. Do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Go follow the biz lawyer, okay? This girl knows what she's talking about. I'm telling you. And got a whole staff of beautiful black people <laughs> and one uh, Hispanic. <laughs> yeah. He lit though. You, you can tell he like he he saucy cool, the way he yeah. looked, right? But uh, make sure you follow uh, the biz lawyer um, and do yourself a favor. Go get you some social proof, okay? I'm asking you, begging you to go build something, be an example. But after you build it, I want you to go back to your community and teach them how you did what you did. It is the only way our community grows. Okay, yeah. we are out of here. Peace. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.